0: This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hi guys, this is Ruben Langdon. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Show what you can! Welcome to the show that gives you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras Select Start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra Select Start. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. We are back with some news in the world of gaming. I hope everybody's having a great week. We are counting down to Avengers Endgame. I know that has nothing to do with video games right now, but I'm just hyped that we're counting down to the end of all of what we experienced for the last 10 years, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm so excited about that, but we do got a lot of news to talk about in the world of gaming here, and man, did a firestorm of information just come in this week. Remember, last week I didn't have a show because I had so much going on. I had Ruben Langdon interview, but that wasn't even the most part. It was the, the... Most of it was just me actually working with clients um, on behalf of Viewfinders, Identity, Search, and Design, my design firm, and it just got overwhelming. So I wanted to get more information, plus with the state of play coming on Monday, I was like, I might as well just transition everything over to Monday, that being the Nindy's information and the actual PlayStation information and compare and contrast the two see which one came out a little better in this one so we're going to definitely talk about those uh as well as now I have three reviews I was actually going to just do two because one of them I actually got I finally got a chance to play Kingdom Hearts and I'm going to give you my thoughts on that I also got a chance to play Blaster Master 2 shout out to Matt Papa and creates over there and their major surprise upon the announcements during the nindies showcase and we're definitely going to talk about that because that was awesome what they did there and we're going to talk about which just released yesterday and i got my hands on and that is power rangers power uh, battle of the grid and we there's some things to talk about indeed in that so we're going to get into all that but first as a philadelphian I got to talk about this. This is huge news. It just broke out of the blue a few days ago. Uh, But we're going to talk about this right now. This is insanely huge for the city of Philadelphia. This is huge for the world of gaming, esports, if you will. And that is Comcast is looking to spend $50 million to build the first ever video game arena in America. The Fusion Arena is coming to the city of philadelphia so we're gonna we're gonna pull the trigger to further transition this sport this new esport this genre if you will and this is awesome which which is so funny about this is that we got this announcement it was it was everywhere it broke news everywhere philly.com a few other outlets it just broke out of the blue everywhere this announcement came in the night before, or the day before, yeah, actually the evening before, I caught the Overwatch League tournament on ABC. I had no idea that Overwatch was being played on a major network. That was beyond huge. Now, I think it was in an evening slot, too. There was like an evening time slot that it was on. but Or afternoon going into the evening time slot. I forgot. But no, either way, it's now a part of major mainstream television. That is huge. From a standpoint, as a kid in the 80s, you watch ABC Sports, and ABC Sports used to be the upper echelon of everything. Olympics, (coughs) excuse me, competitions, um, you know, just Olympic competitions, uh, all that, skiing, just every. Just really, really upper echelon sports. And ABC Sports were covered before there was ever ESPN or any of those things. And to see this being covered on ABC, which is a Disney-owned network. So um, it makes sense. Disney did, and at one point or another, did uh, hold Evo on Disney XD. And I think they still do. So at the Mandalay Bay Arena uh, twice uh, this year. So... I'm not totally surprised by that, but for, well, they put it on Disney XD, but also put it on, that's one thing, put it on ABC, like the major network, that to me speaks volumes in the same fashion as how anime is now becoming a mainstream genre, and I I definitely attest to that, because one of the personnel, one of the uh, journalists or producers in TMZ the one that's one of them that's on the camera all the time she wore and rocked a Sailor Moon sweater now this girl is like a volley girl posh type of girl I forgot her name I really hate the fact I forgot her name because I love watching TMZ and I love virtually everybody in that on that show but she was she was rocking like a Sailor Moon deal and I don't know if that has anything to do with Brie Larson just um admitting that She was into anime. She was inspired by Sailor Moon, but I thought that was great as well. But now we're seeing so much more embracing of these type of genres in video games. And this is a big one for them to have not only just a video game arena, but for it to be the land here in Philadelphia. We're going to be the first ones to have this. Now, reports also say that this will be home to our E-League Overwatch team, which is the Philly Fusion. And which I believe is owned by Capcom or the Flyers, one of them I forgot. I know there's each of these teams are owned by rather companies or actual owners of football or sports teams or whatever. so which I think is awesome. Yeah, they're also saying that this is going to hold up 3,500 seats and, and, and will have its own parking lot. Now the, the best part about this for me is that this platform that they're going to build, is going to be around the sports center area in our area in South Philly. If any of you ever been to South Philly, we have a sports complex, you know, center area where the Lincoln Financial Field is there. Citizens Bank Park is there. Wells Fargo Center and what used to be the Spectrum over there. And um, now Comcast Live is there, too. And now the Philly Fusion Arena will be there as well. That is beyond awesome. Not only just will it hold those competitions, but it could, in fact, hold other video game competitions as well. So I'm going to try my best to try to find somebody that I could talk to in regards to this, uh, who may be involved in it and such. And this is a big deal. And here's another thing, too. The minute that I actually posted this on the acmg facebook group there were a bunch of people that were saying that they were going to create teams and they were going to you know put it together my first thing that i had to ask i had to be realistic about this and i had to ask them do you guys have a sponsor do you guys have i mean it's it's one of those things is like yeah let's do this let's do this it's one of those things like when people watch tv they see something that they want to do And but they have the they have the misconception that it can happen in a snap. The only thing that can happen in a snap is Thanos and Infinity Gauntlet at this case. And even that took forever to get to that point. (laughs) But the real the realism, the realistic thing, the reality is Is that it takes time to build that. First of all. I, one of the biggest things that I believe that you have to do in order to get off the ground, to be noticed, to be recognized, is that you need to be a tremendously good gamer. And to be a gamer, you got to start beating people. You know, taking names, and I mean like literally taking names. You want to get? i you don't understand how many people over the years have inboxed me. Or DM me and with questions about, you know, you know, endorsing or watching their video or, you know, saying check this out or whatever like that. And I'm like, and they didn't have that many followers yet. And they're trying to build. I'm like, and I I told them, I absolutely told them, if you want to gain that notoriety, you want to get it's the prison rule. You got to get the biggest dog in the yard and take them out or at least give them a great fight that make people like, whoa, this dude got something. You're not just going to be able to stream or Twitch or whatever like that and just go out of there and just play games and expect everybody to follow you unless you're doing something significantly awesome in there. But if you go in, if you face, if you get a chance to face a PG Punk, a Sonic Fox, if you will, or, or, or a Ninja, and you beat the living crap out of those guys or you at least put up a tremendous fight, You're going to get that respect. You're going to get that notoriety. That's one of the things you're going to have to do. It's not just up and going to do. You really got to study. You really got to, because they've gone so far at this point that it's not just like an up and game type of thing. You got to have a real science to what you're doing in this case. If you're trying to go into like a fighting tournament, these guys are so well equipped of knowing how to fight they got it down pat to the very animation and timing of the animation you need to learn that and this is why i loved you suzuki because i've mentioned this all the time virtual fighter 5 or virtual fighter 4 and 5 was the greatest fighting game ever one of them at best but in particular To the point that it had the training mode which spawned the knowledge of all of these gamers right now of how to really keep an eye out on timing and animation. We didn't know anything about that type of fighting until really to that technical stance until we saw that. It wasn't really addressed the way that Yu Suzuki addressed it in Virtual Fighter 4 and 5. That is nobody can tell me any different because no other game, no other fighting game had such an intricate training mode in detail to my to my like to minute detail than what you Suzuki has done. So now you really got to do your homework. It is not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying you have to go at it hard. You got to really strategize what you're going to do. Keep an eye out on who is out there. It's way more, comp- I don't want to say even complex. It's just, there's a lot, a, a hell of a lot into it that you got to do. There's a lot of steps you got to go in to become, to do that. And that doesn't happen in a day or month, a year. That's going to happen in a few years, unless you're some type of a prodigy in, in gaming, in, in a particular game, that you're going to be able to do it. You have to just constantly be on point. And your team has to be on point. You got to figure out how these guys train, what they do, what they got to go through. And they go through a lot. I mean, if you watch it alone, if you watch those competitions alone, they got got water (laughs) everywhere because they get hydrated like crazy. They get stressed. It's a serious situation because they're making road bank. And you have to make sure that you're absolutely ready for this. You got to put in the time you absolutely have to put in the time you cannot just go in and and be like you know you want a game this day but you can't because your family's got your family got to be fully supportive of this it's no different than when i do what i do you know my wife is fully on board with what i do you know and 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 fully for as much as i am with what she's doing and we we put in for each other we look out for each other in that way you you got to have that support because it requires a lot of time money (laughs) which is why you need sponsors and sacrifice this is sports like any other sport there's going to be all that involved and you just gotta you gotta go for it man you gotta go for it but you gotta go at it right so i mean that's all i gotta say about that but I'm looking forward to this. I am so looking forward to this uh, arena when it comes in. And I don't know how long it's going to take for this to come in. It's, it, again, it's a 3,500-seat building. So I'm hoping it doesn't really take but so long to do, you know, put together. It really, probably because of the, the quantity and capacity, I really don't expect it to be that long. But we'll see. It'll be. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Philly is becoming having yet another milestone once again. So all right let's get to the nindies showcase and my thoughts of that i overall it was okay this wasn't the best showcase and comparison to the nintendo direct showcases which are different those are showing exclusive deals as opposed to actually you know independent games this is strictly for independent games and the independent games that i saw were some of them are okay, but only a few stuck out at me. One in particular amazed me because I it came out the day of. So, the day of, of the announcement so it was awesome. But let's run down real quick what we got. And before we even run down that, we got to talk about Cuphead coming April 18th, just about a couple weeks away. And you guys know this is the this is Xbox's game of the year. Take note of that. This is Xbox game of the year an indie game not their triple a games not their exclusives this game was xbox's game of the year now coming to the nintendo switch think about that for a minute that's coming to us what the hell do they have exclusive that's going to be groundbreaking at this point (laughs) This year. Uh, That's amazing that that's coming to the Switch. And again, ever since the Game Awards came out and they announced that Marvel, uh, what was it, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which is also coming very soon, to the Nintendo Switch exclusively, for the first time ever, people woke the hell up. And when they woke up, they started... Now they started saying, like, okay, what does this this Nintendo Switch really have that I need to be checking out? Y'all should have been checking out from the get-go and stopped trying to deny it. And most of the people... Most people who were denying this game were trying to deny this game because, one, they probably didn't have the means to get it. And, two, they are probably just fully allegiant to their particular console. That I understand. But if you to, if you really just being bitter because you don't have the means to get the game, it's not a big deal. You can eventually get the game if you save up to get the game. You know? And I've known people, had conversations with people like that, who just you could tell they were really bitter about that. I was like, dude, that's first of all, immature as hell. <laughs> dude. It's like it's not a big deal. Dude, trust me, the game system the system is ridiculously good it's been great since day one just from zelda uh breath of the wild alone which is why that was game of the year <laughs> okay and they just kept going a lot of the games that we've played rather on xbox or playstation are being played here truth be told dark stock darksiders is coming in about a couple weeks in about like i think next week if i'm correct and that's a game that was on playstation and xbox i believe so that's perfectly going to be ported to the Nintendo Switch. Again, and I'm looking forward to that game because that's a gorgeous game. Beautiful, beautiful game. I'm definitely going to be checking it out. So stay tuned for that. I mean, but you got Cuphead, which is like critically acclaimed. And, come on, you got to chill with it. You got to. You, people need to stop. And people don't want to embrace Nintendo, but they really have to embrace Nintendo. I wasn't embracing Nintendo for quite a while, especially during the Wii U era. The Wii U era wasn't doing it for me. I kind of fell off my Wii uh, Wii at at some point. It just, especially for the nunchucks, it just wasn't feeling it for me. But when I saw this product that they came out with, with the Switch, it just logically, just from a logic standpoint, design-wise, this has the means of being a really good deal. And I was not wrong. It absolutely was a very great deal. It's, it superseded my expectations to this day. It's not, is it perfect? No. There's some There's some things that it, it involved, but that goes with saying with a lot of other systems. I mean, everybody goes through some of these same things that they go through. But just the innovation, which Nintendo is the master of, it, you gotta absolutely love it. But Cuphead is coming April 18th. I don't know if I'm gonna get this game. And this is why. I've heard people who owned this game come off so frustrated trying to beat this game i am not in a mood to be frustrated with there's certain i have a certain threshold with everything that's going on in my world i have a certain threshold of complications and difficulty levels when it comes to me playing these games like i i i'm a person like i would i use video gaming for recreation if I feel that I am uh, getting annoyed with a game, that is going to piss me off. If a game is really trying to challenge me more than it's trying to allow me to enjoy it, that's going to piss me off. What I want, why I want to play this game is because of how gorgeous it is and the fact that it's really paying homage to 1930s and 40s and 50s animation or whatever era that is that they have when they're, but it's the old style animation that you love. That's the lore. The fact that it's hard as hell to play is is the deal. You know, I'm I'm a little skeptical about that. I'm a little bit torn with that. So I don't know if I'm gonna get it, but I am glad that it's coming for those who absolutely wanted to play it but don't own an Xbox. Now you got the chance to do it. And there may this may not be the last Xbox exclusive that will be coming to the Nintendo Switch with uh Xbox Live coming and everything. There may be some more titles coming soon from what uh reports have been saying so we'll see about that other games overland uh is coming uh fall 2019 my friend pedro is coming this year neocab which is a very weird uber driving simulator <laughs> coming 2019 i saw this watch the trailer and i'm like am i the only one that doesn't see that this is an uber driving simulator simulation and it's a story where i guess I, I, For what I remember, this is a story where the driver is trying to find somebody that they know and save them from a, from somebody that's trying to, you know, go after this person. But in between all this, they're getting Uber, um, you know, notifications. So they got to take these notifications and drive with these different people, maybe to get a lead into where this person is at. That's too weird. I almost feel like this is one of those things like, uber or lyft is is secretly financing this game to try to lure people to become uber drivers so i i don't know i it's pretty weird and interesting but we'll see uh neocab is coming in 2019 darkwood coming may 2019 katana zero this is one of the games that i that caught my eye This game, awesome, like a kind of a, you know, um, Metroid Castlevania-like, you know, mapped out, you know, world stages, and you're a ninja that's just assassinating all of these guys, stealth-wise or whatever. The really interesting part about this is that at the end of your mission, you go in to a therapist or a psychiatrist, and the therapist or psychiatrist, or I think it's a psychiatrist, provides you with some medicine or something to get you back in gear and you talk with this therapist It's really crazy so that is also coming as well uh there's another game that i didn't add to this list too that is being advertised right now for playstation and nintendo switch cyber shadow i am so excited about that it's like ninja gaiden is like the nes ninja gaiden but turned up times 10 like there are some really cool things that this game is going to be doing that's going to be very ninja guy and nes like but it's going to be doing a lot more like this guy has cyber arms he is a ninja he's going to have a motorcycle he's got some ninjutsu moves and some spiritual you know powers or whatever like it just, it looks really awesome so i'm looking forward to that they didn't give a release date for that on that and it wasn't a part of the state of play or any of those things it just popped up yesterday in fact so be on the lookout for that that's looks awesome creatures in the wall coming summer 2019 blood roots coming summer 2019 pine coming to august 2019 super crate box is coming april 2019 nuclear throne is available now so if you guys don't know you guys can go out there and get that one um ultra bugs is coming 2019 swim sanity coming summer of 2019 blaster master zero is available now and again i will be reviewing that on this episode so stay tuned another big surprise actually two really big surprises that came out of this one stranger things three now this is awesome because i stranger things uh believe one and two are out on mobile and they never came out to a platform, if I'm correct. So this is the first time that I believe this is going to be in. A, and I could be wrong. Somebody could correct me on this. But the first time I have ever saw Stranger Things the video game was on mobile. I actually own it, in fact. Never played it. Just own it because I said I was going to jump on it, but on my uh, iPhone, never did. But it's coming out for the Switch on July 4th, 2019. The significance of that is not only because it's Independence Day, but it's also the same day season three premieres on netflix so they have a good thing going there so that's awesome and then from what it looks like it's still is going to be based on that season so it, it is going to be really interesting to see them do that and it's like an old school like i guess strategy play i, I really haven't jumped on it to check it out but I, I it's a really popular game you know within uh gamers so that and, and fans of the series. So. I, I, I do like the fact that they're going to be on a switch now and it, you'll be able to not have to use or rely on touch screen, you know, uh, controls in order to do it this time. So the last one that was really awesome. Cadence of Hyrule coming 2019. Cadence of Hyrule. I mean, pretty much you get the gist of this. This is based on the crypt of Necro Dancer, uh, which is like a follow up to it. And this one is going to include Link and Zelda. I love when Nintendo does really cool things and allow their IPs, their intellectual properties, to be seen in other platforms and other indie and supports other indie platforms because that really shows their support and they do that more than any of the other three. Uh, I don't, I don't know if Xbox has ever done that with their characters. But Then again, they don't really have any mascot characters like Nintendo do, PlayStation as well. They used to have a lot of. You know, characters um, you used to see Kratos everywhere in video games. He was on Mortal Kombat. He was on Soul Calibur, the PSP version. He was on so many different. He, I think Kratos had more cameos for PlayStation than almost any other character that they've ever had. Uh, and then you got Nintendo who has Mario, Zelda, you know, Link everywhere. On different platforms you know you got mario and a rabbits game so i mean working with ubisoft you got now link in uh in zelda working with this this is pretty cool i like the fact that it's showing that they're supporting other you know companies and groups to help it grow that's a great sign of things to come very smart strategy too by the way so that was all of that so overall it was okay uh, i guess it's like it for me it's a b because nothing really, only a few things stuck out with me as far as what they were providing. A lot of it was just eh, I'll wait. There was only like, what, out of all of it, it was like one two three, four, five. Out of the bunch. So, eh, I kind of give it a, I give it a solid B at best for their presentation this time. It didn't blow me away, but there were some things that were are in my opinion, for me, worth checking out there. Now, Sony's first day of play. This is their take on the Nintendo Direct Showcase. They, obviously, this is a testament of Nintendo again. You got PlayStation, Sony, that looks at, what, looks at how Nintendo promotes themselves, which they should have been doing ages ago, especially when it came to their third-party platforms like PSP, PS Vita, and PSVR and they should have went about it this way so they decided not to mess with e3 anymore and go about it this way so now they have their own sort of nintendo direct but they're calling it the state of play does virtually everything exactly the same format of how nintendo direct does and i'm not mad at that if you're gonna imitate something go with the go it works and it has worked tremendously for Nintendo, And I think it's going to work tremendously for Sony as well. So let's run down exactly what they have here. The actual presentation starts off with a first-person view of somebody in a plane. And you see this woman, this holographic woman in pink. Very familiar color, uh, hue of pink or red, if you will. And she's talking to this person. And the, during the conversation the name friday comes up as this person call it and if you know marvel you know the name friday is connected to the ai <laughs> that is a female ai that tony stark owns so we immediately understand what this is and then it gets hacked by a visual of what it looks like as ghost if you guys remember ant-man and the Wasp, ghost from that deal and ghost from the comic books ghost is actually a an original enemy to tony stark so, this automatically, you knew what the hell this was. What this was this was a Iron Man game. And there you go. You know, Ghost hacks into the Friday system. And followed by a missile hits the actual uh, airplane. And lo and behold, Tony Stark calls onto his armor. And he becomes Iron Man. And he's flying around trying to take everything out from a first person uh, view. So, I... Had, at first, I was excited, and I'm still excited uh, that they are doing an Iron Man game. What I'm sad about is that it's only for the VR. Which, in this case, why why I'm not entirely disappointed is because they need this. They need they need to support the VR. They need to support PlayStation VR to a T. I mean, that thing's two hundred and fifty freaking dollars, which is like you buying an entirely new system, and you're not supporting this thing well i can tell you what the showcase definitely showed that they are finally looking to strengthen the psvr because a lot of what i'm about to uh talk about and and mention is mostly vr related so i am actually happy for them i'm still not messing with vr i'm still not messing with vr at all no (laughs) oh no not at all but the fact for those who do, who have spent money on that system or wants to spend money on that system but don't see the love that they have the lack of love that they've always done in the past. Hopefully this is the start of something new. So, Iron Man VR is coming in 2019. They didn't give a specific date, but it is coming in this year. It's not done by Insomniac. I just want to point that out. It's being done by another company. So, We don't know how well this game is going to be, how in-depth this game is going to be. And there's going to possibly be a lot of comparison to Spider-Man because these are some really big franchises. And people want that, probably are going to want that Peter Parker experience. We'll see. This could be just a, this is one of those situations where like we expect a lot more, but they're not going to give you that. This is just a flight simulator, or what? And with you, just uh, you know, becoming Tony Stark and Iron Man, or what? Or whatnot? So we'll see how in depth this actual game is, and whether it's gonna really bring people in or not. Because that's gonna test it. That's really gonna test it right there. So other games that they mentioned: Crash Bandicoot Racing is coming June twenty first. Just note that it's not only just coming for the PlayStation; that is also going to be on the Switch. Which means I'm pretty sure it's also going to be on Xbox as well. Just in, some fashion so we'll see no man's sky beyond is a new vr upgrade a free update for those who already own the game but it's going to be a uh, new update for uh, people on the game already with vr capabilities and it's coming this summer i am very amazed that they're still working on that game because last i checked people were very disappointed with that game uh, i know they did fix some things about it but I thought by now that people would be over it and moved on to other things, but it's still ongoing, so that's actually pretty good. So, hopefully they get their money's worth with that. But again, the update for this No Man's Sky Beyond is free for those who've already owned the game. It will be a charge for those who don't have it. So, Ready, Set, Heroes, a multiplayer dungeon crawler slash arena battle coming 2019. This was pretty cool. So, it's pretty much like a dungeon crawler you know zelda type of thing but it leads into a point it's and it's multiplayer because there are a bunch of people and they're separate dungeons and eventually everybody's going to reach to a center point together and once you all of them reach the center point they're going to have to battle each other and depending on how you get through your dungeon, your particular dungeon, your specific dungeon or how fast you get it depends on how strong and powerful you will become once you get to that center point and start the arena battle which you, against your uh opponents. So, I actually like that concept and I'm looking forward to seeing more from that. Hopefully, it's not all multiplayer cuz I would love for it to be a single player experience as well, but this looks like they're gaming aiming this uh strictly for multiplayer, maybe possibly online only uh Dill, but that's coming in 2019 no specific date on that london studios is doing a new vr game called blood and truth which is coming may 28th then the uh, it shows a horde of different indie vr games coming soon to uh, pay, uh, psvr so this again this is great this is absolutely great that they're doing a lot of this in support of the system i'm all for this because i think the consumer base that invested in that VR deserves to have a selection of games to play VR. It's just ridiculous that they don't have it. Uh, Observation is coming on May 21st. I think that's uh, that space, that really space thriller game that uh, I was checking out. Five Nights at Freddy. VR is coming this spring. A uh, bit of an upgrade of their original one and it's going to be VR capabilities for that one with the same stages that you are familiar with and some new ones as well. Uh what is the album Pixel Plus Concrete Genie? Interesting uh game very uh, artistically, you know, one of those really weirdly character design games but it has a great story and some good things going on there that is going to also be vr is also going to have a psvr mode as well that's coming in the fall Inter- what i like about the game is too is that there's a storyline within that game that it looks like is geared to bullying or anti-bullying there's an anti-bullying message in that game uh that i'm really going to stick to and be interested in so i'm looking Really closely with that when it would, uh, the closer that gets to, oh, uh, to release. So I, I found that very interesting, artistically beautiful as well. So you got that. Then they show more footage of days gone, which looks absolutely awesome, beautiful, uh, absolutely fantastic. It's coming April 26th. Last thing that they showed, which countdown, it's coming very soon, uh, end of the month, right? About the same week as, uh, avengers endgame oh my god it's gonna be such an awesome epic week man you got this and you got endgame coming but a new trailer to mortal kombat 11 what was so awesome about this is that they use ice cubes uh old school you know um hit check yourself which also had das effects in there and it was awesome how they used that in and it they also used another uh, song in between and then they went right back to uh check yourself. But apps they're getting better with these trailers and the music choices they had And I'm digging it. I'm so digging what they're doing with this. And they also announced, which to me I don't understand why this is a which was big news because we knew that they were gonna be in here. Kung Lao, Liu Kang, and Jax will be in the game and all the different variations of them. So I don't know. I'm actually I'm not surprised that the releases of Actual characters has been in multiple games. I'm interested in new characters and I'm interested in the special guest characters that they're going to have this time. They are really hiding this to a T. Again, the game is coming out April 23rd. More updates will be announced before that comes soon. So it is possible that they're saving the very best for last. And then after that, they're going to show that too. Because if you guys remember, when they came out with Injustice Two, and I mentioned this last time on uh, Select Start, that they announced that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was coming, and the world just blew up <laughs> in the gaming world. Uh, God, that was such a great reveal. That was one of the that had to be one of the best game reveals of an exclusive character I've ever heard. I I mean, the reaction that you saw in the E League show. Twelve midnight when they released it and that trailer that they did, where you had no idea who this who these people were and they were in trench coats, and the minute that they revealed themselves to be the turtles, I know I went crazy. I literally woke people up that night. I remember that. But watching it and you could go on YouTube. I'm pretty sure you could go on YouTube because it's there. And you saw the reaction from fans and gamers when they released that. I'm expecting them to do something very similar to that again very soon when this game greases out. And I know they're going to have a tournament or whatnot, so they're going to probably release that there. And I'm definitely going to watch that tournament as well. It was such a great moment. Absolutely. Just, I mean, it it blew up. It went crazy on the internet with that announcement. And it didn't disappoint either because that though, using all four of those guys was and how they used them was absolutely awesome from there. So... That is absolutely it for the first uh, state of play. It was a good start. I, I It wasn't, you know, it was mostly VR stuff. So, I mean, I won't say that it was bad. I will give it a, I would give it most likely a B plus, A minus from a standpoint that it wasn't geared mostly for me. It was geared for people with VR. And if I'm a fan of VR, if I own a VR unit, I would give it an A, solid A, because they're giving out more games and you got iron man coming hopefully that will be a good game they got all these other games that are pr uh capable uh capable and you know i would be excited i would absolutely be excited for that so you know kudos to them for that so that's my tip on those two so this is just the first there will be more and unfortunately uh, no announcements of any new systems me at all so which i'm actually kind of glad because i i am not ready for a new playstation 5 and i don't know to what end they can do at this point graphically that you can't do already with the four i really have to believe that they are at their limit right now with what they've done uh it just has to be so i just want to point out uh for nintendo switch dragon ball heroes world is coming next friday to the u.s april 5th which I believe that's a Friday, and yes, that is correct. So, I am looking forward to this. This has been talked about for so long, this game that's in Japan uh, based on Dragon Ball Z, and it's a car battling system. Uh, how that's going to work is going to be very interesting. So, I've been looking for a great card battle game for quite some time, not since the days of the Neo Geo Pocket. The Neo Geo Pocket once had a crossover game featuring SNK versus Capcom games based upon the crossover classic fighting game, which I swear to goodness, if SNK does not and Capcom doesn't give us that for the Nintendo Switch or the PlayStation or whatever, they did for PlayStation 2. I do have for the PlayStation 2 on digital, but I mean, I'm sorry, PlayStation 3 on digital, but I haven't played my PlayStation 3 in ages and I'm not looking to do it anytime soon. Although, I should go back to check out some of the games that they have in there. I, I got, like, Voltron in there for some reason. But, Neo Geo Pocket had... Uh, in fact, don't I have that somewhere? I thought I had this up in my desk. Um, I, I swear I had it on my desk right here. I had it for a minute on my desk. But... That was one... I, In my opinion, that was... My all-time favorite car battling mode. I like it was so easy to play. the The rule set that they had for it was very user friendly. Anybody could go in there. It was very engaging. There were some exciting things to do it, and they never transferred that play style into any other games. They had another version of it later on that didn't level that didn't live up to the expectations of what they did for Neo Geo uh, Pocket version uh i and i've tried to play like Yu Gi Oh and all those other you know magic to get they don't it, it's to me it was way too complex when it didn't need to be complex but snk versus capcom car battle was perfect i mean absolutely perfect and it also had the it also had like the uh pokemon style of you know rpg gaming so you could build your deck you could do whatever it looks like Dragon Ball Heroes World is looking to do the same thing. They have a story mode. They got a new character. You going around, you know, battling people, using those cards. The thing that's interesting to me is the visual of this game. And to me, it looks like a remastered version of the Nintendo game in Japan, like in like a, a 3DS version. And I do believe that they had 3DS versions of dragon ball heroes in fact i was going to actually try to get it for the 3ds but it was a japanese port and the cartridges that they have for the japanese port are shaped differently because their regions uh coded so i would have to go to great lengths to try to be able to play that game or just buy a an actual uh, japanese version an import version of the uh, 3ds and so i never got a chance to actually really play that game or metabots either because that's how i found out i brought metabots thinking i was i was going to be able to play that and nope that their cartridge is shaped very differently in accordance to what the uh, other one is in quite contrast and i was very disappointed because i really wanted to play that metabots game but uh, lo and behold, we're getting it. It's coming next week. I'm definitely going to buy it. I'm definitely going to review it. So stay tuned for that as well. Samurai Showdown. We've talked about this before. They're they're coming back. They're not only coming back. I believe they're going to be one of the participating games in Evo this year, 2019. Uh, but lo and behold, it will be released on the PlayStation and Xbox in June. And there is going to be one for the Switch and PC, but it's going to be towards the fourth quarter, which is like the fall, winter season, pretty much. And I'm not mad at that, because anything that they need to do to get the bugs out or whatever like that, and at least they're telling us. At least this is not going to be a case, and I pray Mortal Kombat 11 doesn't do the same thing. I hope they got everything in gear when they release the same day on the Switch, because if you guys remember, my constant rant week by week rant about 2k games and how it was supposed to come out with wwe 2k 18 the same day as everybody else and then all of a sudden there was these problems and they were not letting people know what these problems were or why it wasn't just coming out and all these people pre-ordered and wondering when the hell is coming out and then they came out with this game and it was half-assed done and they were denying that it was half-assed done and it was like it was clearly not finished and then they all of a sudden they give out all these patches and all this stuff and it plays better than it has but not completely what it should be playing or what or it should be playing so and and then all of a sudden they come out with 2019 they do tremendous but they're not coming out with the switch version because they screwed up so and i'm hoping i hope someday that they do come back out for the switch because at this point in time 2k games is a failure in the world of nintendo at a world of nintendo switch from a standpoint that they have in fact what it was considered the worst game ever to come out on a switch they need to redeem themselves with that but i digress i'm hoping that samurai showdown comes out just as great and i believe it will be because i don't think that that game is going to require so much memory capacity for it to you know be any way good if again if we look at what Arc System Works did with Dragon Ball Fighters and it's only 6 gigs, a little over 6 gigs. Man, if anybody messes that up, you know, and and with a fighting game. And you see what they did with that, I, you you shouldn't be doing it anymore. And SNK is they they're legends in the fighting game world. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do and how they do it. And the game looks phenomenal. It looks a hell of a lot like Street Fighter. There's a lot of things in that game that looks very much like Street Fighter 5 and how it plays and how it looks just presentation wise and also i'm looking forward to that indeed so uh last bit of news before i go into my reviews is that nintendo switch is set to release two new models on their console in 2019 now this is interesting the wall street journal has reported that nintendo is set to release two cheaper versions of their system with fewer features much like the 2ds so they're going to do that make it easier for people to grab and play i don't know if that means that they're just going to be doing a port only version which i'm totally down with um because you know right now the nintendo switch you can actually port it onto the tv and do it on on portable but if they have just a portable version i'm down with it because i never really port my system so I'll be down to get another one uh, I don't know what the features that they're going to have but that's still on, up for debate um, it is said that this is a means to finally phase out the Nintendo 3DS and you know what I'm not mad at that the 3DS has lasted so long and it's been supported for so long and such a great library I, I mean it doesn't mean that they should like stop selling them or just stop producing new games. Uh, I mean, if you just keep a digital library and stuff, that's awesome, but I don't mind it because to their credit, as opposed to maybe what Sony has done in comparison to the 3DS, I mean, not the 3DS, the PSP and the PS Vita, they have fully supported that game for so many years strongly, came out with a cheaper version for kids to be able to enjoy while the parents enjoy the... The Switch, awesome. Absolutely awesome what they did and how they produced. And I'm sure they made a nice little profit off of that in doing so. So I don't mind them phasing out the 3DS at this point. It's been a long run, a great, absolutely phenomenal long run for the 3DS. But now, if there's a better means to play what is considered probably the best system this company has ever made and for everybody to get a chance to play it because there are a lot of great games coming, go for it. Absolutely, absolutely, go for it. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what they're going to do with that. Other reports say that they're looking to create a more powerful, a uh, more powered-up version, much like the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One X. So, which means that there was some, you know, uh, HD capabilities that or 4K capabilities, if you will, in there. And I'm actually interested in that too. See how much more powerful they can do. What they're going to do with the processor. What they're going to do with the fans and all the stuff, how are you going to, you know, work with that? The controllers, they're able to fix the control situation this time around. I mean, I'm, I'm looking for all that. I'm very much looking forward to all that. So, uh, I, I, there's still, it's still very early, but they're just announcing this stuff. But, you know, as far as what they're figuring out, what features is going to be added to and what's going to be taken out. So we'll see. But it's interesting. I'm not surprised at this news at all. They always have done that to some extent and downsized their system for to allow other people to buy it. This is the way they do. This is their, this is their M.O. pretty much. So kudos to them on that one. So. All right. Let's talk reviews. This one just came in out of the blue and I'm going to talk about this. I don't need notes to talk about this because it is what it is. They have announced that Power Rangers, Bond's Power Rangers, Battle of the Grid was going to be coming out. Everybody was a little bit hyped. There was some little bit of uh interesting intrigue about this game because they were saying that this game actually may be good. It looked pretty good. It looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. Now, for me, as an original Super Sentai fan, I never really got into saban's version of the power rangers i used i've discovered the power rangers from tape trading in japan and what the difference is what our reason why i like them over the saban version which is the american version with the exception of uh, J- uh jason david frank These tommy's the only reason the only thing that i actually really liked about the whole entire season series but any exception, I'll take another nod to the movie, too. I actually did like the movie version and the bootleg version that they came out with Jason Banderbeek from a while back. But the reason why I did not like it, because they made it so cheesy and cartoony and campy. It was supposed to be for kids. But if you watch the Japan version, there were some really cool stuff. And you still watch the Japan uh, versions of these shows because they're still airing these things. They're a lot better at... You know, making them come off a little bit more serious, a little bit more dramatic. Uh, you know, some really good moments, theatrical. The music was a lot more theatrical based, and I love the way they produced and, and uh, created those shows. But you bring them here, and you have bulk and skull and all those cappy, crappy dudes. I it just I couldn't get down with it. It's kind of like how people complain about WWE and how corny and crappy and cartoony they are, and then you got all these other ones like New Japan Pro Wrestling, the Ring of Honor, which is much better. It's like, all right, I'm skip out on that. I'm just gonna watch the uh, the better versions there. So that is my situation with that. But I was intrigued. It was 1999. Decided to check it out. So here's my take on it. This game has a great amount of potential to be a lot of fun. I'm gonna compare this to another game that I've uh, actually. Uh, reviewed a while back uh battle strain um what is it uh blade strangers which is the crossover melee fighter based on some of the indie games like shovel knights and uh azora gun vault in there and uh the and a lot of other games that are from the indie league and nt creates have come out with which is awesome and there's a lot of similarities to that however blade strangers give you a little bit more actually quite a bit more to what now that game's not perfect either but at least i think that game gave you a little bit more as far as story as far as character development to some extent um not exactly because they don't like if you're new to any of those games you don't know who those people are i all i've said before that you they at least had to allow you to you know give you some you know give you a glossary of who these people are what games are they from if you want them to be more interested and invested in those games that was the one downfall i had one of the biggest downfalls i had in that game right there but the playability was that of like super smash brothers and that's where they pretty much went with and it's good it's pretty good i didn't mind it. i just wish they had another you know two different control styles with that for those who want to play it in a sense a little bit more technical if you will but with that said, it was a pretty good game. This could be as good as that. But, and it, now, visually, it looks great. Visually, it actually looks really stunning. Just at least the character models. The backgrounds, not so much. The gra- the background stages looks a little bit like 2D-ish. You know, almost, an, it. you could tell they're like really 2D-ish. They don't feel like 3D stages. So, but... It just feels like a lot of the, the graphic power went into only the characters and not anything else. So that's one thing. But they look great. They don't look nowhere near bad. Um, the move sets are simple, fun to just jump into, much like Blade Strangers. It's like that melee style of play. Uh, combo, easy to do combo systems. The funny part, I think, about it is that the game is a three-on-three tag game yet it only has starting nine characters so if you're trying to be like SNK uh not SNK well yeah I guess you could say SK versus Capcom or even more Marvel versus Capcom and you're wanted you wanted it to be a three-on-three battle you're gonna need way more than nine characters to play that game because what's happening is that you're playing you're, you're picking out three characters but You're playing against the same three people... And you got seven stages... You got seven stages... One of Two of them are... Boss battles... But you're got... It's it's, it's ridiculous... I mean... It it was really ridiculous... Like... Why not just make this a one-on-one... If you only got... If you really only got... One... You know... Nine people... Why not just make it one on one? At least it, it makes a lot more sense, and you're not just redundantly or continuously recycling the same battles over and over again. That didn't make any sense, and they don't give you the option to just play one on one. It has to be three on three. Now, to their credit, the three on three battle works really well. You're able to switch out. You're able to switch out easily enough. Your characters or have them assist you in the same fashion as you would with any tag battle game so the the, when it comes to the game controls the game controls work really well they're fluid as fluid as they can be the visuals of the characters look as good as it can be they drop the ball and just not give you enough it just feels unfinished you got i mean they got specials and they got super moves i think it was really cute that if you lose some of your characters in, in battle, that you have the option of getting the Megazord, the Dragonzord, or Goldar, which grows really big and they start, you know, they, you, it's a lot of, it's some smoke and mirrors in here. Whereas instead of the, you can't really, they won't really show you the mech battles, but they'll have their fists coming out of the blue and takes a lot of, tremendous amount of damage if you don't block. So I don't mind that. That's pretty cool. That That's, you can get away with that smoke and error there, but overall, it's like you're paying 19.99. Hell, I've played fighting games that have way more characters in that game, a lot more content in that game than this game is providing. Now, granted, they even to even in, more to add more insult to injury here. This game also has a season pass which is providing more skins and then adding I think three more characters maybe four more characters to it to make it like 13 characters which still is not nearly enough for a three-on-three battle there's also there is in the arcade mode, there is somewhat of a story mode when you reach to the end. There's some dialogue in it, but it's like, there's nothing... The biggest pet peeve for me, being a fighting game fan, is to play a fighting game, and there's no ending. There's no real ending to the game. Nobody, You don't know the fate of each game. Now, here they have, in this game, some beautiful illustrations, I think, from the actual comic book that they have out right now. Some beautiful illustrations. You mean to tell me that they could not even add... Illustrated endings for each character that wins and beats the game. Are you serious? Like this to me came off like an over, like an like a glorified cash cow mobile game, than an actual fighting game with some merit and content to it. And if you read all of the comments on Facebook for this game, there are a lot of people rather disappointed at the fact that there's lack of content in this game, and, or there's also issues that they were having where people couldn't get access to the game which i don't know i got access to the game easily when i downloaded it and and invested in it and it, I, it's weird because i it's hard for me to say that this is a bad game because it plays really well it looks pretty good fairly good It just feels so unfinished it feels like a demo this exa- th- We're paying a full price for a demo game. There are demo games out where you have this amount of people that you're able to play before it gets to the real version. Like Dead or Alive has this amount of games or other games have this amount of games. Like I could have used this money for other games and got a way better experience. I've paid 20 bucks for way better experiences with other games than this. I think if they don't fix this, Issue and add way more content than what they're providing in their $15 season pass. This is an utter failure. This is an unfinished game with the potential of it being a really fun title for casual fans. And hardcore fans of this genre, of this of this series, of the Power Rangers series, like if you're a Power Rangers fan, even you got to be upset because there's so many different Power Rangers out there. There are tons of different Power Rangers out there. There's a mobile game version of this game. Not of this game, but there's a mobile version Power Rangers game that I guarantee you I believe has way more characters in that game than this does. This is absolutely... They should be ashamed of themselves for what they have added to this game. Because within it, and the part that's irritating, this game actually is quite fun to play. They just don't give you enough for the amount of money that they're asking for. So if I were you, if I was a Power Ranger uh, fan, I would hold off of this game. Because it just does not give you enough of which you deserve as a Power Rangers fan. You got so many different Power Rangers. Ranging from so many different seasons. and So many different versions. They pick only nine. With the promise of maybe three or four more. Plus some skins. And that's your entire experience. There are Japanese Super Sentai games. That provide you way more. I own those games. Based on some really cool genre some really cool series like uh i forgot the battle borgs and all that stuff there's some really really cool games out there that are like dynasty warrior games based on these characters these um genres and characters these super sentai characters way better way better and nintendo switch actually has the, in japan they have two of them for the switch right now this Right here is exactly the reason why I don't like Saban. Because they half-ass you with a full experience of a genre, of a series, of a franchise... That is way better than it should, than it could be. It, this is... No. This should not have been. They, this should not have been. If I give it a grade, at best... The only reason why I give this a C... Is because there is, within it, there's some potentially good fun in there. But... After playing it for like two or three times, it gets old because you're not getting a different experience. Compare this to like Blaze Blue. You got so many different characters. You got so many different storylines. You got so many different dialogues going around. You got so many different endings. I would have even liked it if they skipped the 3D element, didn't make these 3D cast uh, characters, put them into 2D sprites. I think that would have made it a lot better and that would allow them to add way more characters and do much better things. Do it exactly what Blaze Strangers have done. And give just way more characters to do. That's all. I think they would have been better off having the people who did Blaze Strangers put, you know, put this game together. Because they would have gotten a lot more out of what um, they've done. This was a sad letdown from a game that could have been a Great amount of fun for a franchise that are is very well beloved. Like can you can you think if Ninja Turtles came out with something like this, how disappointed fans would be to this extent? Oh, it'd have been awful. Or if DC came out with something like this, it been absolutely awful. Absolutely awful. So this game gets a s- damn near a solid C better it better be glad I don't give it a D minus for God's sake for this. So that is my thoughts on that game. Hopefully we will see some major changes in that game. But after playing it two times, it's like, okay, I've already done everything I need to do. There's no point in me playing this game anymore For that. So what I can tell you, moving on to this game, Master Blaster Zero 2. It's too hard to say it's, um, it's actually anticipating because nobody knew this was coming out until the N- Nintendo Indies <laughs> came out. Matt Papa, credit to you. You kept a really great secret. And that was the secret that you would not tell me <laughs> I'm actually glad because I was way more excited for it that it was actually a sequel to the game because lo and behold no joke right before I watched this I was actually playing the original zero again and playing the gum vault uh, version of it now again you get a different experience playing with the DLC and I'm praying that we get new deal I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to get new DLC for this one too but it's a lot of fun to play. I never played it when it was out in the original Nintendo, the original Master Blaster. I played it but never really gotten invested in it. I've gotten way more invested in these versions that they the 0 series and Zero 02 does not disappoint at all. In fact, if you're one of those people who like to be challenged or like the old school retro-style of gaming, you know, challenges that they game, this game is for you. This is and I'm I honestly, I'm going to say this. This game is not for the weak at heart. And I say that because there is going to be some hard, challenging, frustrating parts in this game that are going to frustrate you. But for the most part, this game is a hell of a lot of fun to play. But you got to really be, you got to be, you got to be hardcore. You got to have an endurance to play this game. Uh, There's, what I love about this game so far is that there is a lot of different techniques, some blasters this time, some uh, ch- some new uh, additions to upgrades for your tank, uh, which is awesome. The storyline now consists of new different MAs uh, that, which is the tank, uh, which I believe is called Master Attackers, I believe, and I could be wrong in that because I don't have it in front of me. But you know, there are another there are other pilots to these tanks that Jason, which is the main character, is you know piloting. Around different universes now based on what happened the situations of the last game his co-pilot actually was infected with a virus and they're trying to find a way to you know cure her of this virus and hopefully save her but he has to go around different parts of the universe in order to find it and by doing so he's finding different pilots that have their own uh ma uh tanks which is awesome because you get into these really cool new boss battles, including some actually giant, large scale boss battles, which I thought were really cool. And some of them, of which one of them in particular uh, has you teaming up with one of the uh, pilots, uh, the tank pilots, in there. And it's it's really it's hard, but you know if you keep sticking to it, you'll eventually beat it and all the other modes that you'll beat as well. But I'm having a great time with this game. I like the fact that they started you off with a large assortment of blasters almost like from what you saw from the original but then you get more as you go along as well so this game has a hell of a lot to offer same as before what i love about this uh the maps are great the uh, easy to follow you have once you find a map it it helps you navigate through properly because you already got to go through hell to go through these things so the fact that they have beakers and, and and beacons to you know allow you to find what you need to find or what you're looking for where the bosses are at where the certain new upgrades are going to be at that's awesome i absolutely enjoy that part it's that makes it a lot easier to go through despite the fact that you're going to be going through challenges as well so it it takes away that burden of it and i'll tell you why that's a major thing when i talk about the next game i'm going to be talking about but overall i love this game if you're a hardcore retro gamer which i guess i'm becoming now you know, invested in anything that NT creates has done or any other uh, company has done for the uh, Nindies, then this game. And if you've been a master blaster fan from the get go, you're not going to be disappointed with master blaster zero bar none having such a, and the other thing I need to add on here too, as well is the fact that they've upgraded a lot in this game. The look of the game looks awesome. Uh, Jason's new, you know super deformed sprite you can see a little bit more detail in it now i love that aspect he has a new suit now which is awesome so i really like what they did here i love what they did here it looks like what you loved before about the game but they brought so much more on this time with this just graphically uh gameplay wise challenge wise you know it's it's there is some like i said there's some frustrating moments but not too frustrating that i'm going to stop i i could be frustrated all i want and what i do is just i put it down or i play another game you know get my wits in come back to it and i eventually beat that that board so it's not so frustrating that you'll eventually just stop playing it but enough to the point that like all right maybe i'm just too drawn into it i need to chill get back and play it again so, and that's exactly what it. Is. Absolutely enjoy the game. Kudos to them. This gets an A, especially when comparing it to what you get out of uh, Power Rangers Battle of the Grid, which, by the way, is half the damn price of that game. Blast, Master Blaster 02 is $9.99. You get so much more experience out of that game in accordance to Power Rangers Battle of the Grid. There is no excuse for what they, what that company has done with that. So, for that... This game gets a solid A from me. So go out of your way to check it out. 10 bucks, great experience. Way more of an experience than you get in, in the previous game that I mentioned. Can't go wrong there. Last game here to end off this show. Kingdom Hearts. So what we have here is a game, and I'm getting my iPad here to get ready to get my notes because I had to write notes for this. I didn't write notes for everything else, but I had to write notes for this. So bear with me. And what I have here is a game that, again, I've told you guys, I've been anticipating for so long in this game. Now, what pissed me off is that over the years of E3s, this game has not come. Therefore, you ever been promised something for so long and people kept saying it's coming and you try to get excited for it each time and the more times that they say it's coming and it doesn't come you're no longer excited for it because it's like okay you know you're crying wolf at this point or 4 be one shame on you in that that type of sense one of those you know analogies or whatnot and that's how i felt about this and i'm sure this is going to be a great game this is going to be a fun game to play will i get excited at this point and I don't know if I sabotaged myself at this point, but I, after playing the game, and after playing other games, Spider-Man, uh, Kingdom Hearts, Yakuza, stuff like that, when I played those games, I was not only impressed with those games, they offered a lot, I was blown away at some of the things of the storyline aspects, of the character development aspects. I understood the character develop you know developments and the story developments of what's going on. I've understood all of that. But what I didn't get out of this, I was when I got into this game, I was oh from start to finish. I if you watch Young Justice, you understand this and where I got this from. After watching and playing this game and I completed this game all the way through. From start to finish, I was whelmed. Plain and simple. There were people that were hyping this game up or trying to hype this game up to no end. There was no real buzz for this game because... And I think a lot of that played on to the fact that this game took forever to come out. And when you play this game now, you're looking at this game like, what took so long for this game to come out? What did they do in this game that made this game take forever to come out i'm looking at this game like all right i compare this to final fantasy 15 final fantasy 15 took like about 10 years for it to come out and there was a reason for that when it finally came out that game was awesome that game still is awesome i'm playing the pocket version of that game that's how awesome that game is because i've already beaten the other one that game provided so many new elements for newer fans of the final fantasy series for casual gamers and hardcore gamers it gave something for everybody it had two different control styles so you know for me who like crisis final fantasy 7 crisis core and for those who like the old school turn-based battle it did both it gave you a different control scheme it gave you a control scheme a control scheme that was action-based and turn-based both of them are easy to follow and really you know easy to control it gave you so many other really cool elements here to play some other gameplay elements that i liked about it um really great a story that i could follow that didn't come off complex at all It followed it also with a movie <laughs> starring uh, i believe aaron paul from breaking bad uh that also gave you a little bit of a prelude to what's going to happen here and it was awesome i absolutely awesome overall i was one of my favorite games of all time it's on that list and damn sure the top five of games of all time definitely my favorite final fantasy that is my favorite final fantasy i know people got other their favorites of the bunch but that's what it's for now we everybody has a favorite you know 15 is mine it's solely because of they cater to me for that but when playing this game and not just this game, but all the Kingdom Hearts games—they've always been a little bit complex. I—I I won't say convoluted because there is, there is some storyline in there. It's just so complex that you're trying to figure out what's going on and whatnot. And I'm not the only one that knew this. There has always been reviews and reports for years of this story being so complex. You just go with the flow because you're seeing Disney characters in there. And you're seeing in them collaborating with you know anime-like characters or video game characters as well. So you kind of just let it go in that aspect. But they have such a complex storyline that is so hard to really put it all together. And I know that the game has a way to try to help you follow up to what's going on. But even still, you're left with like, okay, what what the hell's going on here? Still, <laughs> all right, they have Keyblades. They're trying to find the Kingdom Hearts. You get that? Okay, they're trying to fight Organization 13 which comes off a lot like the Akatsuki for some reason and I you know what's funny I played this game and I looked at this game and I know this game I think this game was out before Naruto was ever created so I know for a fact that they may have been out before but I'm looking at this and I'm like is it kind of a coincidence that Sora and Riko comes off a lot like Naruto and and sasuke and organization 13 really comes off like the Akatsuki. just saying just putting it out there for you but and i do like organization 13 they do they all look badass and i love the leather hoods that they have like i'm surprised nobody cosplayed as them yet such an easy cosplay to do too i would love to do i would love nothing more than cosplay is when it but to put together a leather you know, deal like that, man. It would first of all be insanely hot going to um San Diego Comic Con with that. I would have to be butt ass naked wearing that damn thing under, you know, uh, underneath. Um, and then it'd probably be hard to walk too. So, gotta think about that. Gotta really think about that. Gotta be some like fans in my ass or something like so <laughs> wear with that. But also it's just like just overall i mean trust me there's some pros but there's some cons in this as well so let's go down with this the pros and let's give out the list of i mean there were some beautiful and the pros here there were some beautiful and improved character and stage design undeniable and cutscenes that are in real time undeniable those were awesome absolutely beautiful so like and i say in real time like if you depending on what keyblade you had or what outfit you had on no matter what keyblade you had when the cutscenes come on you they had the same keyblade that the other person had so there were some real-time elements and meaning like it's actually the characters that you're playing with and not just a it just goes to a cutscene much like uh you would see on other games uh such as any other third world i mean like uh 3d platformer or uh what is that what's the other one Uh, Spider-Man, for instance, uh, open world, you know, games, stuff like that. You know, so that was the good part. That was cool. I mean, they had, you know, this time around, uh, Olympus from Hercules, Toy Box from uh, Toy Stories, Twilight Town, Kingdom of Corona, uh, Monstropolis from Monsters, Inc., San Fran Okio from uh, Big Hero 6. That was the newest one. Uh, The Caribbean. We'll talk about that. Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean was also back. Fully re-rendered fully upgraded uh yeah i believe Andre dell from frozen which i've still not seen that movie yet don't hurt me the eclipse and 100 acre woods also was there so you had all that but out of all of them that and again well i mean it, you could tell there was an upgrade in the look of it because especially the cool part is they showed scenes from past games so you saw the difference you saw the the contrast and comparisons to the old and the new so you definitely a lot smoother textures and 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 you know texture and grade of animation and frame rate and frames uh working there you know the frames per second was also upgraded as well you got all that but none of them impressed me more than the pirates of the caribbean which the irony of that is that i don't i've never had interest in watching any of the movies this game almost makes me... That board alone almost made me want to, you know, watch some of those movies. And I heard some of them were great and some of them weren't. But, man, that this board, that stage not impressed me. I feel like the reason why this game took so long is because they were probably working on that stage alone. It looked awesome. And it was like, they looked totally real. The movements, the animation, the frame rates look stunning. Absolutely, absolutely outrageously stunning. I was blown away of how well that looked and how Johnny Depp looked and every other actor that's in the movie uh, looked. It was just incredible and how they were able to interact with Sora and Donald and Goofy and how they made Sora, Donald and Goofy look in that world. Sora's skin texture, even though it still looked anime-like, you could see that there was a layer of texture that looked like real skin, almost in the same fashion of what they did with jump force or the cgi version of jump force in there because they made goku and him look like real deal they kind of did the same thing with uh, sora and kingdom hearts and i was looking at that and i'm like i wish they would have made him look like that in all the other stages but i understood like you couldn't do that for toy story uh stage or you couldn't do that for um certain other stages because they wanted to mimic the animation of that stage and i understood that so that's fine but it just looks so awesome and then he had the leather pirate trench coat which looked really good too and all of it that really looked great uh donald and goofy looked great they added some extra fur and some ex you know some extra texture to them as well to give them that look that they actually could be in that world they did tr- that without a doubt about if I, if I gave a grade just for that for that board alone that mode would have got an a that mode would have got an A in indefinite. It was just based on that game, uh, that portion of the game alone. That gets an A for me. But uh, there's also a lot of fun mini games, too. The Ratatouille cooking uh, game that was in it, or the Winnie the Pooh Rabbit Vegetable Picking, which is kind of like a Tetris style puzzle in there. Then they got also the old school LED Pocket games, which was I got to say, I absolutely enjoyed those. Uh, It took me back. I don't know if a lot of you guys that are listening now have ever, probably weren't even born when those games out. Before, there was such thing as handheld games and portable games and mobile games. There were pocket games. Pocket games were these cool LED-style games that allowed you to play games like Super Mario uh, in this case, the, you know, some Mickey Mouse games and Popeye and all these other really cool old school games because they didn't have the technology to create what we're creating now on the Nintendo Switch and even dating back to the Game Boy. We didn't have that type of technology before. Game Boy was the first one to really bring it on. But before that, it was Game & Watch, which was Nintendo's initial style of game, pocket gaming. And... It was really cool. It's just a really cool mini game type of thing to do. Now, they, you know, depending on which, you know, your stage that you go to, there's a different mini game for all of those. And you got to find them. So you, once you get that collection, you could add them onto your mobile phone, uh, which you have, which Chip and Dale provided for you. And, you know, you get to play them on air at any time. So that that was really cool. I absolutely like that portion of it. Great performances from uh, a host of Hollywood's Best which is in there. And Mark Hamill's in there somewhere. I thought I didn't realize it, but I saw in the credits after when I finished the game that Mark Hamill is uh, voicing one of the characters as well. Um, so that was pretty cool in there. What I, Again, I mentioned this about Blaze Strangers. They, and I mentioned it here in other games, this should be a standard, especially for, for games that they have to realize that people don't know. And you need for them to get to know your game. But they have a glossary and a walkthrough to help you if you've never played any of the games before prior to this i give credit to that to yakuza 6 as well uh because they have a long long, franchise and they expected people not to play the original game so this is to catch up with them and maybe entice them into playing those other games that's the way that i think blaze strangers dropped the ball at with that but the glossary actually has a walkthrough helps you to those who've never played the game before now doesn't mean it's going to happen I, shout out to my man craig holland and our acmg facebook group he's play he owns this game but he felt underwhelmed with it because he you know he didn't see the, the hype about it but he brought it anyway and it just it, he wasn't feeling it whereas i played every single game that it was i loved every single game it was um even this one to some extent uh but it, you know it, this one i just had issues with i just felt like you know again there should have been more here but we'll get to that in a minute but seeing all your favorite disney characters and from your favorite disney movies of course that's always going to be a play the new keyblade uh, form changes are also in welcome addition that's the only different thing that i felt that they provided this game that really made it new was the game changes and that's pretty much all the pros i have for that now this is where i believe they kind of dropped the ball the game and overall, never really drew me into the world like I as much as it used to. At this point, I felt like it was more of the same thing. The storyline, as I mentioned before, is just way too complex to follow, for especially if you're a casual fan. Craig, for God's sakes, I talked to him. He's never played any of the Kingdom Hearts games. He goes into this, and he felt overwhelmed. At the at his experience because it was just like what the hell is going on in this game and how is it that I is, is so hard to follow? You could go into the first game and still find it hard to follow too. But again, if you just play it for this for the aspect that you're teaming up with Mickey and Donald and Groofy and Merlin and you know all the other characters to fight to stop fighting you know the organization thirteen, but trying to still trying to figure out what the hell they're trying to do and why they're doing what they're doing. It gets crazy, and then in some cases, you get to a, one of the games, the 3DS version, or no, the, the uh, yes, yeah, the 3DS version, or the Game Boy, or the PlayStation, it's one of the versions where there is another character that's connected to Sora, which is in this game, and they try to connect those two games together, eh, it just doesn't come off as exciting at the end. Um, then we got the controls. The controls, which is the same controls they use in all of the games. Here with the fact that they've taken so long to come out with this game I would hope that they would have given you something new to add to this game and they did with the Keyblade form change but I think they could have they should have went deeper with this they could have gave us a whole new type of control scheme because my biggest issue my biggest issue with this game is that it doesn't feel refreshed. It doesn't feel like we're doing anything new. They're not adding anything new to the aspect of how you're playing the game. They do have some new games once, you know, some new aspects of it. When you level up and you're um, getting to a certain point, you you get this gauge where it allows you to do sort of kind of a extreme power, which allows you to do what I thought was really funny and really cool in a sense. I give them credit for this. It opens up like, carousels or a lot of the rides and 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 type of things that you would see in disney world you're able to bring out as a power to take out the heartless and i thought that was a clever product placement type of thing for them to do like a splash mountain type of thing and in different rides that you would most likely see at a disney world or disneyland that was great product placement on on disney's part you could tell that was a disney thing right there so i give them credit for that that was awesome but again the initial core gameplay i think they could have went all the way and changed that and, and done something different with that and i didn't i really wasn't too much of a fan of the original game control scheme because source controls are that of an intoxicated person drinking themselves into a 1.0 bac test it goes wild it just it, you find you end up it's hard for you to target who you want to target, because once you start attacking, he goes everywhere. And I felt that they could have initialized on it and they could have focused on that aspect of trying to have you be able to target your heart, the heartless better or the enemies that you're trying to uh, fight Instead, they didn't do that. It's, it sometimes it's very hard to focus on a certain attack when, or you're going everywhere, and I had a hard time doing that for some cases. And I, they didn't do it, so that to me was uh, that part to me was a little bit disappointing. The AI, and, you know, i.e. Goofy and Donald, at times were no help. The only time they were help is when you did team up moves with them. But other than that, when there was a boss battle for you to help attack somebody they were nowhere to be, fi- or be found. Sometimes they're just standing there looking at you as you're fighting off the characters yourself. So that to me was also problematic at times. And it just made it feel like you're the pawn. It's like, you go ahead and fight and we got your back. That's what it felt like to me. The map is damn near useless in this case. It's like, you once you get the map, the map is there. It doesn't expand to let you see everything a little bit more. The only times you get a map that expands is when you're sailing in the Caribbean. That's pretty much it, but you can't do that on a normal map. If somebody found that, let me know, and it was hard for you to find where anything is. There was no marker for you to find where anything is, unless you were doing the world map when you're traveling with the gummies, with the gummy ship. That's the only time you got to do that, but once you're in the stage, the platform stage, it was hard to do. It was really hard to do. I'm, I, you had you, It has you taking so much time and wasting so much time to just go around everywhere and finding these things, it was—I I really don't understand why they uh, did that to you. I—I I just don't. So that was one of my things. Uh, two more things here is um, using items and techniques are also useless. And it, like throughout the entire game, I only really—I never used the magic. I barely ever used the magic. The only thing I used for the magic was to cure myself whenever I went down. I never used the fire, the water. Or the ice it was useless i they really didn't give you a reason to use those and also you also trying to control you know go to the magic because everything's coming at you everything wildly is coming at you and you're trying to use you trying to use your other d-pad to you know activate the fire and if you get hit it deactivates it so, it really, like, you gotta be really quick on doing that. I and mean, you gotta find a place to do it. It was really no point for me to use it. I went through the entire game, like, 99% of the time, not ever using any of the elemental magic powers. I was just using whatever the actual, you know, the Keyblades powers was doing. That's it. I didn't need to. It was, like, useless. So, that was the one thing. And the last thing is the inability to save any time anywhere in the game. There were times I needed to go up and do things, and I needed to stop the game. Or I had to go and do some more things, and I didn't want my PlayStation to be powered up the entire time. If I stopped, I would have had to start over in that spot. So I had to find a save. Excuse me, I had to find a save point in order to actually save the game. That also is outdated. You have Spider-Man. You got Yakuza. You got all these other games where you could, you could save the game at any time now in all these other new platform games where you could save the game at any point in the game and stop the game. Why does this game still have save points? I don't know. That's ridiculous. They For this game to take this long to come out and for it to give us this kind of a anticlimactic underwhelming experience. And by the way, I just still don't know. I didn't understand the ending either. I got to go back and watch the ending and watch it. Cause it was like, okay, I thought some people died, but they didn't die. And then Sora's gone, but he's there, but he wasn't. I was like, stop trying to be too artistic and eccentric. Just tell us a simple story. You know, there are better ways to make a story engaging and, and, and really special without going to great lengths to do it. And, and not succeeding when you do, <laughs> and this I think was just one thing. It was like, Where was the payoff at? I didn't feel that there was a payoff, and it's not because apparently there's going to be another damn game coming soon, and then even more, there's we're probably going to have to wait five to ten years for that. Hopefully, we don't because now they have a base template. Hopefully, that they should have to take a playoff of from this, but it looks like it's not going to be the end. We're, we're getting the Kingdom Hearts 4. I thought this was going to be the end, damn it, it's not. I don't know if I'm going to be able to invest in Kingdom Hearts anymore, especially after all the crap that they put us through here. So I don't know where the excitement is going to be. I think they really, because of the time length that they took to bring out this game, there were people that were trying to overhype it for the sense. No, that was a fail. (laughs) This game, in my opinion, was underwhelming overall. And for that, but not to give it not to take any way any credit of the visual presentation of this game i think that's where this game shines is the visual presentation the story falls off the characters kind of fall off but visually and the gameplay slightly outdated gameplay falls off and some other you know features falls off but overall it is a somewhat fun game to play with some great elements some things to do in there i give it a solid b that's as best i can give it i can give it no more no less um this was by far not the best game i've played especially after playing um what was it devil may cry 5 and i'm not being biased that game is a lot of fun to play that game was a hell of a lot of fun to play and the replay value to me is a lot of fun to play uh it it gave me something new It gave me something great. The story was great to follow. Everything was great. It gave me a surprise. And the ending, Um, that to me was a great game. This was slightly underwhelming. And after all this time, much like they did with Final Fantasy XV, I expected much more. At least Final Fantasy XV gave me much more. This did not. So a B is as strong of a grade as I could give this. So if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, hopefully you're happy with it. I was not as a Kingdom Hearts fan. So, ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra Select Start. Thank you so very much. As always, we will have a show on Sunday on what I do not know as of yet. But we are getting down to the wire. The countdown begins. Avengers Endgame is coming. We're going to be talking about a lot of that. A lot of the news going on this week, and I don't know if I, what my talk topic will be, but we will definitely let you know when that time comes. So stay tuned for that and much more, and God knows whatever else or whoever else will be on the show from this point on. So ladies and gentlemen, thanks. And I'll talk more about Mega Rand, too, because um, there were some new developments involving his new ROH situation that we're going to talk about. And uh, if you go into TalkTimeLive.com, you can check it out there. I did a write-up on him. And there and uh, everything that's going on from that point. But awesome, awesome things coming for him as well. But we'll talk about that. And there is a lot of news coming up soon, so stay tuned. Please, thank you for supporting us. And I don't say this much, but definitely, if you want to check out and keep up with everything that I'm doing and everything that's going on with this podcast, go to my page at Xavier Josiah. that's D-A-X-A-V-I-E-R, Josiah, J O S. I-A-H. So follow me at Dax Xavier Josiah on Instagram. You, if you want to follow me on Facebook, look no further. ACMG, the Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ACMG one. You can follow me there. But otherwise, if you want to keep listening to this show, if you want to let everybody know where they can find all of the hottest names in all things anime, comics, movies, and games, look no further. Come on at talktimelive.com iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, and yes, YouTube if i can find a way to link you guys to that so you can check it we got all plenty of different formats for you guys to listen to our show and much much more so thank you guys so very much for listening for supporting and just spreading the word on behalf of myself this is dax saver josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out here i will talk to you guys on sunday